This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. There are some good things about social media, as in, you know, sometimes the power of social media can be harnessed to do good things. It can be used to solve mysteries or find lost people to rally people to a great cause, help them when they need it. And then there's the not so great side where social media, and in particular, it seems TikTok can result in a troubling influence on groups ending up in some real antisocial behavior. So what exactly are we talking about here? Well, it's something the BBC has actually taken a look at. And right now joining us is Mariana Spring, disinformation and social media correspondent for the BBC. Mariana, thank you for being here. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. So what do we know about the influence of TikTok on antisocial behavior? So this investigation that I've worked on um, revealed how TikTok is driving online frenzies that then encourage antisocial behavior in the real world. Um, and former employees I've spoken to have said that the issue just isn't being tackled for fear of slowing the growth of the social media app business. And these frenzies, which we're defining as uh, when TikTok drives disproportionate amounts of engagement to some topics, are evidenced by um, all kinds of stuff, speaking to former employees, uh, speaking to people that use TikTok, speaking to creators too, um, who uh, have grown huge followings or have, have racked up huge numbers of views on the platforms. Um, I think what's important is to understand why this is happening. So what the investigation found um, is that TikTok's algorithm and design means people are coming across videos that they just wouldn't normally be recommended. And that in turn is incentivizing them to do unusual things in their own videos on the platform. If you use TikTok, you might be aware of this. So often you'll be recommended content that you've just never seen before. And certainly it's not from your friends or followers. It's from anyone who uses the platform. And TikTok has previously distanced itself from outbreaks of disorder, including some looting that happened here in the UK and London, um, which politicians had blamed on uh, the billion user app. But actually the BBC has identified four episodes in recent months where disproportionate engagement on TikTok was then connected to harmful behavior. So the first is this obsession with a murder case in Idaho in the USA that led to yes. innocent people being falsely accused of murder. The second is a, a police investigation that happened in the UK regarding uh, the disappearance of a woman called Nicola Bully. Um, uh, and there were lots of amateur sleuths that turned up at the scene. The third is some school protests involving vandalism that have spread across the U UK. And the fourth is fanning the flames of riots in France which spread at an unusual intensity and to unexpected locations earlier in the summer. So your investigation showed that like TikTok employees there are aware of what happens and they don't they don't feel the need to stop this? So the former employees I spoke to both in the US and the UK told me that essentially limiting these frenzies of harmful content just isn't a priority for the social media company because it could slow down the app's meteoric growth. And they compare these frenzies to wildfires and describe them as dangerous because the app's audience can be especially young and impressionable. And I think what's important to understand here is that, is that the way that TikTok works, the way it encourages participation, the sheer number of videos you can consume, those are all of the things that make TikTok really, really popular um, and, and essentially kind of much more addictive than some of the other platforms. Um, were TikTok to kind of get on top of these 
bad frenzies. Um, it might mean limiting the good frenzies too, and it wouldn't be a very easy thing to do. And that was what I heard time and time again from people who had been on the inside watching this quite closely. And there was one um, uh, former employee I spoke to who um, said to me that, that the app, uh, TikTok just grew so fast, it couldn't possibly predict or keep up with every single way it was going to go. And in general, it just doesn't want to because they don't want to stand in the way of entertainment growing quickly on their platform. And getting on top of these frenzies would mean deprioritizing more content, meaning their content would reach fewer people. Reaching fewer people means fewer eyeballs, and it means you sell advertisements, you sell ads for less. Um, so ultimately, their view was that this was being driven by profit, and that was the priority. Um, obviously, I put all of these allegations to TikTok, and TikTok told me that their platform reflects conversations happening up and down the country and in the media about stories and issues that matter to people. They said their recommendation system is designed to prioritize safety, suggesting a range of content, proactively interrupting repetitive patterns, and reducing the reach of videos containing unverified information. Their team of over 40,000 safety professionals works alongside technology to remove content that violates community guidelines. Prioritizing safety is not only the right thing to do, it makes business sense. Right. But if people are not, if this isn't in their algorithm, if they have shown no interest in this and this stuff is showing up and then more and more of it is showing up, how how, how is that okay, I guess? Um, I, I, well, exactly. And I think that was the question for all of the users and the people who worked there. But ultimately, there's this feeling that... Um, uh, you know, th- this is happening and unfolding in, in real time. And, 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 and the evidence is there to support that. Um, you know, if, if you kind of, um, the investigation is available to read online, but there's also a documentary which should be available to people outside of the UK very soon as well. It's an hour long. And throughout that, there are many examples of um, unverified information being promoted to users. There are examples of um, the way that these frenzies unfold in real time and are not being moderated or stopped or slowed down in that way. Um, so ultimately, it does make you ask really serious questions about when the next frenzy could happen and the, and the real impact that that could have on um, all kinds of people, whether that's uh, younger people, particularly teenagers who use the app, or whether it's um, police, law enforcement, teachers trying to get on top of these frenzies who are ultimately the people left to kind of tackle them as they unfold in real time. So is there control of this, Marianne? I mean, you mentioned it, like it, TikTok just grew so large, so fast. Do they have any ability to control the type of content that's on that platform? So what we do know um, from, from TikTok's statement even to us and from speaking to TikTok is that they tell us that you know they are able to not promote unverified information. They are able to deprioritize certain types of content. They moderate content in line with their community guidelines. So it seems that the tools, or at least they say the tools are there to be able to deal with this. And um, the problem is in lots of these situations, I think that they are unfolding in real time where no one's sure what's happened. I mean, particularly in terms of the murder cases I've spoken about or disappearances, often we don't have definitive answers about what's happened. And I think that this investigation shows how it's in those cases these frenzies really start to unfold because speculation becomes rife. It goes far beyond legitimate questions and becomes false accusations and everything else. But because there's not a clear answer at that time about who it was or what's really happened, it's allowed to proliferate in that way. And, and the same can be said, of, for example, school protests. You know, protests are um, a good thing in a democracy and something certainly that, that um, uh, you know, students taking part in those is not a problem at all in itself. The issue is that the cumulative effect of these 
protests that become more violent and more extreme with users then able to post and share their own version to one-up each other and to be incentivized by the views and likes and validation that come with that. Um, that's the problem. And so while TikTok points out to me that lots of the school protests just show uh, uh, peaceful protests, um, the teachers and, and users I've spoken to describe the cumulative effect of those kinds of videos and the way that actually it's, it's that content being recommended and rewarded that seems to be leading to the escalation and the bad behavior offline um, rather than it just being individual pieces of content that, that should right. and could be removed. Oh, man, this is really good advice for parents this morning um, to keep an eye on what your kids are watching on TikTok. Mariana, thank you for your time. That's all right. Thank you so much for speaking to me. That's Mariana Spring. Mariana is the disinformation and social media correspondent for the BBC and has worked on this uh, big piece and in investigation into the TikTok algorithm almost and how it can lead to these kind of online social frenzies and how the company doesn't really seem that interested in doing a whole lot about it. Now, she mentioned the Idaho case. A couple of the examples she gave, they were very kind of UK oriented because that's where she is. But the one in Idaho, which is close to us here, is I think the one that you'll be most familiar with. This is the case in Moscow, Idaho, where four students at the university there were killed in their home. And I think everybody knows this case. Everybody has read about it. But you also know that TikTok users kind of became obsessed with this particular case. And there were so many speculative theories about who did it, what was going on, that police really had to do their best to try to shut a lot of these down and just say, please don't do this. Uh, there was 2 billion views on TikTok, 2 billion with a B, from November 2022 until August the following year, just based on that case alone, 2 billion. Meanwhile, over on YouTube, there were 80,000 views of videos pertaining to that story. So you can see how it was a bit of a feeding frenzy on that, right? Where it just turned, it snowballed and got bigger and bigger and bigger and really did hamper and interfere with the police investigation and also really harmed some people who they were, these these TikTokers were just kind of accusing of participating and having something to do with this murder who ended up having nothing to do with it at all. So there is a destructive side to this as well. Uh, it is a fascinating actually piece though uh, with the BBC.